0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat. Of madness yes.
3: Oh eight hundred one five oh eleven. You're very welcome to call, or you can text in on double eight double three. Temperville Post Text Machine. Uh, one's coming from Paul saying, "Staffy, disappointed with your selection of questions to New Zealand Rugby. Nothing that put him on the spot. All very flowery. I, I just give him the opportunity to answer. I'm not. I'm not here to stand over and say you guys are useless and you should all stand down and stuff like that. My big takeaway, and it's been this for a long, long time with New Zealand Rugby." It's not like what the the NRL has their clubs and the NRL and New Zealand rugby have broadcasters, they have the Players Association have a massive say in a number of things. These all the individual provincial unions, uh the women's unions, the Heartland Unions, uh, New Zealand Rugby Union, their sponsors. Like whenever anything changes, they need about seven boxes ticked. And I'm not I'm not saying that that's wrong, but that's the environment that they're in. And that's why we see things changing at glacial speed. Um, I, I think he was genuine in that there was there is an appetite to make changes, but to get agreements seems to be the big hurdle. I had so many more things to ask him. Um, just on those figures that he didn't know where I got my figures from. I spoke to four provincial unions and they agreed to talk to me anonymously. So I'm not going to say who they were. But um, what was my figures I said? They're all going to lose between 250, uh, 250 and 500,000. So the four that I spoke to are all in that range. Now, obviously, I couldn't talk to all 14. They are all going to lose that much a year. And they just can't keep doing that. Can't keep doing it, Sammy. I can see you champing at the bit.
2: Just trying to work out how to, what to say because good question that came in, I thought, um, just asking him for a simple answer as to why he thinks CNPC isn't as successful as it once was because it's a pretty, I would have thought it's a question that they have thought about a lot and have an answer to, right? Like you must know why the competition is struggling, you must have something too much rugby. Yeah, well, if that yeah, that could be it. That could be the one answer. Too much rugby. You can be honest and say, look, a um, lot more options for kids playing. They're not as invested into you know into rugby, so they don't come along to the games, etc. But I mean, you're not looking for New Zealand rugby to admit that that it's dying and that you know it's in dire straits, like almost Mark Robinson did on Sunday, Steph, because you wouldn't do that as the organising body. You wouldn't admit that your product is subpar, right? Mm. Because you you it's doomed to fail from the very very beginning, but. I don't know, I find and this is nothing against Steve, you know, as a, as a person and, and to an extent sort of the interview, but I, I do find them really dismissive and arrogant when questions get asked of them. It's like they refuse to look at what the fans are not only just saying, but but doing as well with a with lack of attendance, et cetera. Like to suggest that no, there is still a lot of interest there and that no, yep we are, we do still believe in the product and look, it is getting advertised well and it is being put out there. But people aren't showing up to the games. And like you say, the TV figures, right? That gets bandied around a lot. Rugby TV figures, viewership figures are out. Well, I've got a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, no one goes to the game, so there are more people watching it on TV. So six or one, half a dozen. I right? would much rather 5,000 less people watched on TV and went yeah, to the game. Correct. correct. Um, the other thing as well is, and, and I'm only sort of, this is a bit of an assumption, but I feel like it's grounded in a little bit of accuracy. They've got better metrics to measure watches now, right? Because you've got, these boxes that are much more high-tech. You've also got a lot of people watching online, so you get streaming numbers a lot more accurately. 15, 20 years ago, you almost didn't have that. You almost couldn't track it to the degree you can now. Mm. So part of me thinks that actually an increase in technology has helped them track it a bit better, and therefore the numbers are increased. Because, look, unless I'm totally delusional, just going off the, the, the texts we get in, the calls we get, talking to all my friends, my family members, et cetera, we used to go to Waikato games all the time, Steph. No one could could care less now, mm. to be honest. And that is the truth of the, that is the perception, the truth I live in. And look, if there's a lot, a lot of evidence to the contrary saying, nah, tons of people were showing up, nah, tons of people watching TV, nah, it's just as successful as it was, then I'm completely wrong. But I find it very, very hard to believe that's the truth. I don't know whether I said
3: in that chat that, Did I? About every time Wellington play at the stadium in Wellington, they lose $50,000. I think I did say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell you, looking at leaving Forsyth Bar, that one's unsubstantiated. That was a text into the show. Um, Boutique grounds, daytime games. The fans have been screaming for that for years. They've been forced to do it because of FIFA restrictions now. So I do hope people go out and support them
2: at the smaller stadiums and the smaller grounds. Um, I do agree with him that it's multifaceted. Like, you know, he said, you know, this is a this is there's a lot of reasons. And I'm like, because I get it, because you know for you it's too much rugby, right? That's your big reason. Whereas for me, like I said the other day, it's because to me um, there's not just one product. You don't just have one rugby competition that's elite and everyone plays in it and it's fantastic. You have Super Rugby. I guess it is sort of to your point too much. You have Super Rugby. You have MPC. No one can work out what because we talk. We didn't talk about this on air, Um I'll just quickly make this point before I get to Graham. Um, we didn't mention this on air, but Super Rugby to me feels like an IPL. It yep. just feels like a quick fire money franchise. The best players sort of play intermittently. It's five teams, and they do it for a couple of months, and then it's done and dusted. It feels like IPL. As someone said, it sort of feels like a high performance thing, as opposed to uh, it was Justin Nelson who said it. It's a high performance product. It's not an entertainment product, and that's what it feels it's not like. Not a tribal product. No, but you'd have that if you if you just had the NPC. <laughs> A lot of lot of um yeah, it's very multifaceted. I do take that point from Steve. But mm. yeah, I also find them dismissive on other things.
3: Yep, dismissive as well. But just all of the unions I spoke to losing between two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand this year. And the other one one other thing was um pre COVID and all of that, provincial unions had three streams of income. So that was the grant from New Zealand Rugby, which is about half a million. Uh, it was their commercial revenue from their jersey sponsors, team sponsors, et cetera, and gate takings. Um, gate takings doesn't even factor anymore because at all of the stadiums of the ones I spoke to, the stadium costs more than what they get from the gate. I mean, they are doing it tough. And they, none of them want to make a profit, but they just want to survive. Success to a provincial union now is survival, not profit. That's pretty sad. Graham from Marlborough, formerly Northland. G'day, Graham.
4: G'day, mate. Enjoyed that, Um, and I didn't enjoy it actually because I agree with nothing to do with what you you or the questions. But I agree with Sam. He's he's. I got the impression he's just. He's looking down, looking down at us a little bit. He's just another ex-player who's got himself a cushy number. Mm. And I doubt, I doubt with, I doubt with Buck Shelford back. I'm not sorry, Buck Anderson back in the day when they were going to kick, kick Marco, Northon, my two, and Hawks Bay out of the NPC because you know, the rugby was broke. Yeah. And um, and they and Buck and I. I'll tell you the story one day, staff, but I was going to take a civil case against Steve Chu for what he was about to do, hiring my own lawyers, because I was that disgusted on how they went about it. And that's, and just listening to that interview was sort of similar to that. Like, you just don't, you just don't get what it means to us, or what it means to me, or what it means to you and your your mighty turbos, and what it means to Sam going to all the waikato. They just don't get it. It's a massive amount of money involved. All he was he kept referring back to the people viewing it on T V, which is Sky T V, which the rugby union now has a five percent holding mm. You know, like so when was the last time JK or Jeff Wilson criticized the All Blacks? They don't mate. Justin Justin Marshall's the only one that does that and so now so now he's like going to the World Cup for sky. Mm. like that, that's what it's come to you actually you actually can see the story playing out in front of your eyes yeah. you know, J, JK's rabbiting on oh Artie, yes, great player, 30 minutes we get him into breaks. that's crap mate it was rubbish and, and Jeff Wilson sits there nodding his head because they're too scared to disagree with the decisions that the rugby unions are making because they know that that's their job you know, they're, they're employed by the rugby union under Sky like it's just yeah, it and, and, it friggin' annoys me how they treat us, Steph.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. No, they just
4: don't get it, mate. they don't get it, mate. You know, the question. There's nothing wrong with the question. He was all about, you know, you know, protecting his, the, his employers, and that. And that's what's not. That's not what it's about, Steph. Mm-hmm. It's looking after guys like me and you. Gonna, I'm going to pay 30-odd bucks to go and watch the FPC on Saturday. I'm really really looking forward to it. Mm. But he don't care about me, mate.
3: Mm. Awesome, yeah. Graham. Good man. Yeah, Thanks hey, good, for calling back. Good interview, mate. Cheers. You, bud. Uh, take a quick break. We'll come back with Michael after that.
2: Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
3: To Tukaka, we go now. Michael, g'day, buddy. Steffi, how are you? Good, thanks, Michael.
5: Good. Hey, my comments aren't aimed at Steve personally, right? Because he's probably a nice guy, but I think he's probably spent too much time with the Silver Lake boys out of the States because most of his answers were straight out of a Harvard NBA, <laughs> NBA playbook. I mean, that, that, there's such a total disconnect if that's what they're thinking. And, and I, I agree with Graham, they're, just like, they're not interested in listening. What the people that pay and the people you know these guys purport to care, I'm not sure that they do, you know, like he's on a different page to Robinson, obviously, and Robinson's his boss
1: mm.
5: and and like you just go, you know I sort of got the impression that it's all been driven, like, they don't really give a big rat's ass about how many people go to a game that go through the turnstiles, it's all about how many people are watching it on sky.
3: Yeah, and, that, that's, and, that that was the metric he gave us, and the, through the gates, um, reading between the lines is the team's job, like the it's county's yeah. job and it's Canterbury's job to get them into the gate.
5: But they don't seem to care about that. They just, are, but they would prefer to see ten thousand people watch Auckland play Canterbury on Sky than than a thousand people go to the game if, mm. they, if they had their choice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because obviously Sky's. The sky thing is what feeds them their money, but I just felt he was—I don't say he was condescending in some of his answers, but once again, agreed with what Graham said. that the, the tone that, that came out of his voice, you know, it was like, "Are you? I think I thought like your interview was good, but I thought whole." Oh, Answer thing was really, really underwhelming. Right? Mm. That was, yeah, well, um, look, the, the thing, know thing is, you, you know? why, why am I actually bothered to walk down the hallway and actually be questioned by you guys,
3: who are the punters? <laughs> as I was saying to Sam in the break, all I can do is ask the question. I'm I'm responsible for yeah, the question and not the answer. And and like Steve Lancaster is a tremendous bloke, and I actually really like Mark Robinson as well as people, good people. Um, and I'm just wondering if the environment. Creates the uh, dismissiveness. I I don't know, and and that that well, it's not a perceived disconnect. If the fans are disconnected, that's a fact. They are disconnected, but they they don't see it as strongly as you and Graham and and a number of other listeners do.
5: I mean, I've done um, I've done business with Mark before he went to the to the rugby, and he's a really nice guy, right? Mm. And we did a lot of business together. And he was really good to deal with, and it was just a great relationship. But it, he's just like once again, they seem like they get they get to head office in, in the rugby union, and, and they're just on a different wavelength or a different planet, or do they, you know, they believe their own self importance? I don't really know. But you've got to sort of listen, and you're right. You can only ask the questions, but you've got to listen to some of the answers you were given and go. This is actually going nowhere. Like we can bleat and moan and it makes for good talk back and, and, <laughs> and all of that. But we can bleat and moan all these guys aren't listening, you know? I mean, at least to be fair to the NRL, they listen. And and I sort of I disagree with you a little bit. Like they've got as many moving parts apart from the international game as as or not quite as many, but quite a few of what rugby's got. Like they've got players' associations, they've got clubs that are commercial. They've got salary caps. They've got um, they've got um, sponsorships. They've got um, TV rights. Like you know, apart from having, they've got two or three competitions because they've got that you know the um, competition that sits underneath the NRL. They've got the women's competition now. Um, they probably, they've, they've got the um, um, state of Oregon. They probably don't the league internationally is not not as dominant as international rugby. But yeah, I. I but they just seem to have, they just seem to be switched on, and they've got a guy at the top that'll make decisions and get on with it. Mm. And well, knows how to do a deal. I don't know whether these boys know how to do a deal.
3: Michael, i have to cut you off before the ads do, because they're here now.
2: Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
3: Uh, we have text messages aplenty, which I will get through after the news. Still keen to hear your calls, though, so we'll keep the lines open. Well, they're always open, but do give us a yell. 0800 150. A 11-1 one text that came in said, both Canterbury games this week are $15 for adults and 10 for the kids. We are going with about 10 people, even ones that are not rugby fans, but the price is good for four hours of entertainment, and we'll buy food there. Canterbury has it right. Yeah, and I think most of them are about 10 or 15 bucks. Not in the grandstand, general general admission. But truckloads of texts, um, which I do want to get through. Thank you for sending them in, Double eight, double three. You can keep sending them in. I will read them out or give us a call on 0800 150 Coming up to news time, we'll keep it going after that.
2: From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
3: Just going 1 o'clock, 0800 150 811. Your reaction after speaking to Steve Lancaster and, and some <clears throat> positive things that they could do for rugby in New Zealand, NPC, I love it. I know other people don't. I absolutely love it. It's my favourite rugby competition. We had a whole lot of text, but first of all, we go to the Lions. We go to Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Look, mate, you, you've got to keep it going. It's
0: NPC is part of the DNA of rugby, but also too, you just, you know, Whatever. I don't know what the all get paid or whatever, but there's just a certain salary that they, they should get or or, or super 50, 15 players whatever, and that's it, and they are, and and that's all that they get, you know, they can live on on that, and they've got to remember that without the fans they have nothing, and and it's 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 a harsh thing to say, but that's what it is, you know, it, you could go and play, um, right, like, you know, it was when we had COVID and there was there was no one there. Now that's just that's no good to the players. It's no good to anybody. So you've got to keep it going, and um, you know even if you even if you bring the MPC through a little bit earlier, where you can play maybe a club game as a curtain raiser,
4: staff. You know, yep.
0: you know. So 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 you, the last um, the last maybe the semi-finals of of, of the, the clubs around Auckland, or wherever Canterbury or, or Manawatu, the semi-finals or, or whatever. But they, um, the NPC side and will be picked, and, and the and the players that are playing NPC obviously don't play in the, um, you know, in the club final. Maybe you know that might be a little bit, little bit tough or whatever. But um, at the end of the day, you have uh, um, those games as a, as a curtain raiser, like you have a, a curtain raiser, um, say two games for for the um, Super 15. You know what I mean? Or, or if, you, you know, if you if you can work it or whatever. Where um, you have you know two for the price of one or whatever, maybe maybe a league game and a, the Warriors if they could work that in with the New Zealand Rugby League or the, the NRL I don't know whether they can they probably can, not but yeah yeah I mean this competition has to stay because it's part of our DNA and I go back to when I was a kid you know at, um, and you know we had the likes of uh, you know Arthur Stone and all them playing and I used to watch them you know and, and Kevin Everly and all them from from the Manawatu. You know, it was it was brilliant, and it still is brilliant, and it still can be done. Um, you just, you can't get rid of it.
3: Yeah, and, and it's and like,
0: it's like getting in a place. Between it doesn't matter how good they are, there will always be someone that'll come through. You know, we had Grant Fox, and he was fantastic. You know, um, and Frano Bocca, and then you thought, oh, who will we get? All of a sudden, we get someone else like Dan Carter. Then all of a sudden, we get um, Richie McCaw and, and Bowden Barrett. They, they just filter through. You, you will get the players coming through. It doesn't matter how many leave, how many go overseas, we will still produce very, very good footballs in New
3: Zealand. The, the thing too, Joey, is when you think about it, people that are maybe 25, 27, 30, have probably never seen a healthy NPC competition with that tribalism. And we've seen tribalism for women's football teams at the World Cup here, that we have no connection with pack stands um people saying oh i want to be a part of that and they go along i, I just feel like and i've thought for a long time that the, the two big things well there's a number of big things Spread of talent it's not even i feel like we've got schoolboy club npc super all blacks five tiers in our little country it, we can't. I don't think we can do five service. I think we can do four. You don't get rid of schools. You don't get rid of club. You merge. You hybrid something to do with NPC or super. Here's a little step for you. One that I didn't have time to get out with um, Steve. So one of the CEOs of the unions was telling me last night when I rung him that one of their players, one of their NPC players. And a tier one MPC player gets 45 grand, right? Tier one, that's the top of the top. Your top NPC player gets 45 grand. The others dwindles down to 25. One of their guys on 25 grand just signed a $100,000 contract to play third division rugby in Japan. He's 20. We can't keep him. Yeah, I know we can't, we can't keep him, Steph, but that's, that's
0: one and okay, he's obviously he's obviously pretty good. Uh, I say to that, let them go.
3: Yeah, I do too. And it's
0: okay, you know, let them go because you you're not gonna he's gonna he's not gonna be um, happy here when he knows that he can get get a hundred grand going over there. Let him go. Okay, you just say that it's just like um, the likes of Payne Haas wanting a million dollars at Brisbane. If you give him a million dollars or a one point two, and he wants more, say well just go, mate, go to another club. Don't care. If, mm. if, if people, if the, the, the clubs and, and, and um, the unions did that and said, well, if, if you want to go, go, mate. Well, we'll just get somebody else in. We're not, we not, we don't need you. You you more sort of need us. You're a fantastic player, but there's always going to be someone coming through. Just like they say with the All Blacks. There's always, you know, once an All Black, always an All Black, but at the same token, when you've got that jersey, when you pass that jersey on, and it's the same in MPC rugby and club rugby, whatever, you know, Steph. And, and I just I just know that, you know, going back into the 80s when, when I was a kid watching the rugby, I loved watching Auckland hang on to that shield for 60, you know, um, 60 challenges or whatever. And Canterbury had it before us and it was tough. Then all of a sudden someone else got it. One or two got it or, or um, you know, Hawke's Bay got it, you know, two years ago and they held on to it for, for eight or 12, 14 Fourteen times—that's that, fantastic—and mm. that's what brings in the crowds too. Mm. You know, if you can get that shield, or I mean, that, the manner of that shield, and hanging on to it uh, means so much. Um, and you know, that, and that's what I think. I just think we, you know, we need to still have the MPC, without a doubt, and the rugby union's got to put money, money into it. You don't have to pay the players X, X amount of money. I mean, they should be playing it at some stage. You know, from your heart for the love of the game.
3: Oh yeah, and most most of them do too. And with the, as I mentioned well, to him, like the salary caps, one point one million. Uh, all four unions I've spoken to in the last twenty four hours. One of them's at seven fifty. One of them's at eight. One of them's at nine, and they're all going to lose three to four hundred thousand dollars this year. Um, it's just not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know.
0: I know where you're coming from. It because it's hard, especially in the just quickly, especially in the younger, the the smaller unions. Sorry. Like the Manawatūs and, and and the Wanganui's and that when they get really talented players, where do they want to go? All of a sudden, they, they oh, I've got a chance to go to Canterbury. I've got a chance to go to Auckland. I've got a chance to go to to Waikato. I've got a chance to go to Wellington. And unfortunately, they 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 do go because they're going. Oh well, they're only in the in the second division, and, and you know I can be you know I could be. Uh, become an all-black, I could become a New Zealand Maori rep or whatever, you know? Mm. And you can understand why they do that. I can I'm totally, you know, with kids, but it, it, I, I would just say anyone that anyone that I had um, as, as if I was a CEO and they wanted to go somewhere, i say, okay, mate, if you want to go, we will offer you this amount of money. If you don't want that, you can go. Don't have a problem with that. We'll just wait for the next guy to come along. Mm. And we just keep tuning them out. We, we have done for years and we still will. Mm. But you have a great day, mate, and
2: Get now, the hey Joey! Hey Joey! Before you leave, mate, um, 1993 was the year that that uh, Shield uh, reign was broken for Auckland. Do you know who uh, who broke it in
0: 1993? Yeah, I haven't
2: gone under it, not me? Uh, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll, chase I'll remind you, mate.
3: <laughs> Feel free to hang up, Joey. I would. Oh, Ian Foster,
2: Ian Foster try in the corner, only try of the match I think it was, wasn't it?
3: Oh, was no, it was, out
0: stone nah, it was Ian Foster, no nah, it was Fozzie,
2: nah the ball bounced down, uh, ugly, they didn't catch it on the full, ugly round the back and then uh, Fozzie ended up with it out in the corner, touchdown and uh, pretty sure that was the only try of the game, Grant Fox missed about five penalty kicks. Under oh, okay. pressure. How long did
3: you guys hold
2: it for? And it was how a home. It, go it go was a home. For? It was basically a home crown for Waikato at Eden Park that day.
3: How long did you hold it for? That's
2: irrelevant, Joey. That's irrelevant, <laughs> mate. You know. And and no, and you know, don't have to talk about the game last night either. We're just we're talking a little bit of history. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's
0: fantastic, mate. It's absolutely Oh, oh I, I love that! I love that passion. Yeah, Good, good, good man, have good day,
3: boys. See you, boy. Um, let's get through some text messages. One from Paul saying the Kremlin has been an entitled, arrogant organisation since Adam was a boy. At their peril, the game is dying, and it's all about the All Blacks. League is taking over. Thank God. Max from Queenstown, love this one. The Highlanders usually have a preseason game in Queenstown. This season, it was against Moana Pacifica. I would estimate that there would have been three to 5,000 people, food trucks and bars. The match ball was flown in by helicopter. The ground was packed out and perhaps a great financial option for the union so they don't have to lose all that money hiring expensive stadiums. Max, that's a great, that's a great shout. Uh, pff, sooner the better. They're forced into it with FIFA blocking all the um, stadiums at the moment. Staff, they should make the NPC more of a festival game. With your ticket, you get a rugby game. You should bring in music, bands, bring in 660, the feelers, old-school Kiwi bands, events for kids, boot parties, barbecues. Dial it up. Make a day of it. Make a day of it. Uh, we go back to the phones. We talk to Matt. G'day, Matt. Good Stabby, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, Matt. Cool. Hey, I had
1: a thought that maybe we take the main unions out of the MPC and the
3: contracted players so take the main unions out yeah so the ones that and play have s- like
1: one, one division
3: oh I see what you're saying and just they can play super and then the rest can yeah. play an NPC
1: yeah
3: hmm hmm I'd never thought of that one I'm chewing on it I'm oh, chewing wow. on it Matt that's good mate cheers <laughs> oh, talk to you later <laughs> see ya boy boy Yeah, I just think Super Rugby was um, irreparably damaged when South Africa left. I never realised the impact that would have until it actually happened and then we witnessed it, and now it's just us on Australia. And until Australia get better, um, I just think Super Rugby is a cash cow, but I don't know for how long. I don't know for how long. Staff, when Robinson says there is something fundamentally wrong with the NPC, he needs to look within to find the problems. And until that structure changes, it'll be the same. It'll be the same. Time to call, time to cull Super Rugby and go full noise on the NPC. Make it our premier provincial competition in New Zealand. See, I'm not against that either. I think that's the areas we look at NPC Super re-energising them, merging them, reinventing them. I don't have the answers, but, man, there's a lot of questions. We go to Simon and Hamilton. G'day, Simon.
1: How's things, Mark? All right? Very good, Simon. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing some deliveries and been driving and listening and stuff like that. And the guy that just said to you about taking the super teams out, you've got a so – let's say you've got an All Black that plays – or you've got a, an NPC player that plays for Waikato, for instance. He's in the super – um, rugby team at the Chiefs, and he's also an All Black. Sam Cane. Salary, eh? Sam Cane. Oh, anybody? Sam Cane, Josh yep. Lord, um, Sam Penny, Finau. So those guys wouldn't, or Sam would play for the Bay, obviously. Do this? Do they still get a salary from the Rugby Union as a NPC player? surely if if they're getting they get three bites at the cherry right
4: yep
1: Um, to save some money some of these guys shouldn't be well for me do you think they should be getting paid an NPC allowance when they don't even play NPC
3: my understanding is if we use Sam Kane or Sam Apennifee now let's say they get tier one so they get $45,000 Waikato pay them $45,000 the New Zealand Rugby Union pay it back um, because it's part of their so all the rugby players are employed by New Zealand Rugby Union and so an All Black will get an All Black fee, a Super Rugby fee and an NPC fee even though they don't play NPC and it's reimbursed by New Zealand Rugby because they don't play. It's a kind of a weird system.
1: So it, so a tier one at 45k a Super Rugby player at 125k and an All Black at 250 Let's just say a at, um, at the low-end scale of an all-black, there's three, 300k, 350k, 400k, and it? it's not bad money.
3: It's all right. It's all right. It's not Lionel Messi good. It's not Tom Brady good, but um, it's pretty it's, good for a New top. Zealander.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's just, if you're saying 250, I mean, the top all-black, I mean, as a captain, Sam Kane, what would he be on? Would he be on double or triple that?
3: Look, I think... I don't know, but I think it's in the region of 800.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, take take the Super Rugby teams out. And, and um, if the guys really, really want to play, they'll come back and play and, and possibly not get paid. They should be sort of exempt. I'm gonna, I'm something along those lines.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Good man, Simon. Thanks for the call, bud. See you, mate. Uh, one from Mikey Staffy. Good that you had the New Zealand Rugby Union guy on, and he was polite. But it always seems that these guys, when they're in the studio, seem like they're doing us all a favour just by being there. Compare that to Cam George from the Warriors, who is so open and articulate. There's a chasm between the two. And as you know, I'm a die-hard rugby fan. I see far more promotion for the Warriors than the NPC. Mikey G, so do I. So do I. Um... Steffi why did rugby league break away in 19 sorry 1895 I bet it was partly due to laws and dollars also the NRL has SG ball Jersey Flegg, Harold Matthews comp, the New South Wales Cup. What has happened to unions under 20 comps? Rugby union is just not connected with provincial unions for whatever reason. Tim and the O-9. Yeah, they have that Jock Hobbs Memorial Tournament, but that's super rugby teams, isn't it? Yeah, that's the super rugby under 20s. Staffy, first division unions have to start playing in smaller venues. The biggest issue is providing facilities for corporates and sponsors, but having an NPC game with 1,200 fans in a 23,000-seat stadium that costs 20 to 30k to run for one game is just insanity. I'm all for supporting the women's game, but tickets are free and crowds are minimal. The costs to run all these professional teams are sending us down a rabbit hole, Ryan. Uh, I will get to all of your texts. There's a swag to get through, but we do have to get away a break because we've got our international Women's World Cup football correspondent, Casey Berry, live out of Australia after this break.